Welcome to Success Talks, an exclusive podcast for our Yellow Magazine contributors. Success Talks features life-enhancing interviews with real people in professional roles and small businesses, providing our listeners tools, insights, and thought leadership to help restore life balance and redefine success. Each interview is varied and includes key lessons designed to help you focus your mind, improve productivity, and enable freedom and fulfillment. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. We are back for another book review with Sharon Lee. Don't forget to download the Yellow Magazine. This month is September, and we are reviewing The Art of Impossible by Steve Kotler. Sharon, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sharon Lee, and I'm a because of the art of impossible, I would say I'm a I'm a neurodivergent thinker, behavioral scientist, uh, creative, hyper creative, and it's like when I read his book, it makes me want to add more things to it. But it's like <laughs> it would be like two kilometers long on my LinkedIn bio. Um, yeah, I'm a, a curious animal and uh, love to read. And thanks for having me again. Yeah, a pleasure because now I'm um, going into the realm of all these different books and I know that he's got something like 12 the last time I heard he's got 12 of which four are um, New York's bestseller so he's got some really strong content and yeah he he's recommended more books so you know I'm following your path now thank you for starting the momentum of all these amazing books <laughs> and you'll see you'll see like we get we're gonna come out I don't know how long we're gonna do this but I could see like you know a year two years time you're like Wow, they're kind of connected. I'd be like, uh huh, aren't they? <laughs> uh-huh. I've noticed that because he talks yeah. about um, the four skill sets, um, mm-hmm. uh, and one being around motivation. He says it starts with intrinsic motivation, and that was our first book review. Right, 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 right. And so, because I'm fascinated by the you know the things that have to do with human behavior and like what is natural and primal. And then what is, what are, what can be learned? And then what, you know, and what is the, the ease or the difficulty in, in these? Um, because some people seem to learn certain things easier um, than others. Of course, like if you're talking about learning like rote memorization of things, it's like, yeah, no, I'm out because <laughs> I don't learn that way. Um, other people learn that way very easily. Um, then you have, you know, the, the auditory and visual learning and the, the collaborative learning. And so a lot of these things that I'm reading lately, it's that, yeah, it's, it's like the future of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these fit, they dovetail very nicely into that. And so that we can have more of, a, of an active choice, an active, um, an active hand, if you will, in our own education and putting that together and so I find that very exciting and to be able to to actively do that instead of having just be (laughs) spoon-fed from the educational industrial educational models um yeah it's but it takes it takes it takes some effort and um in this in this era of just bandwidth overload sometimes that can be hard to do yeah but That's a good business. point, actually, the bandwidth overload, because um, he said uh, in one of his podcasts about the reason why he created this book is there's the information is out there. It's out there in different forms. So I don't like reading books. I'm not a book reader. And I like to mention that to people who's listening is because you don't have to read to learn something. You can do it through experiencing. Or in my case, I like to watch it and listen to it. So I went through some of his podcasts and he said the information is out there in different forms, habits. Exactly purpose autonomy goals vision flow state but he wanted to pull it in one place which I absolutely love because there is a lot of information it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and if it's um and it's written in different styles right so when you read one book that's about goals and then another book about curiosity you've got to get the link yourself whereas for right. Stephen what I found he's just gone well let me just do all the research let me put it into one book and this is your recipe for life Kind of, yeah, and and so I like there are certain um, certain people who who just they, they provoke the thought, and like you said, the other people that that, that can con- condense it for you a little bit still don't do all your work for you, um, and so but but it's enough information, and you can really 
sink your teeth into it and and then create what you need for you specifically around that yeah exactly like the michelle walker book the the last one that we did she lays out a lot of things but she doesn't necessarily bring them together you know and and i'm you know but some some of the but yeah stephen kotler is sort of like tim ferris where they do a lot of research and they they bring it all together and they lay out this like buffet of <laughs> so you can and 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 with this book as well i jump back and forth and so i you don't have to read it from front to back i'm i'm definitely jumping all over the place i'm like wait where was i and i've got you know tons of um, color coded <laughs> post-it notes in it. So like, wait, where was that? And, you know, the connecting thoughts for me, you know, and what stands out for me. And then, you know, it's like, it's a reference book. Yeah. That I like. And then others of them, other books are, they're kind of, you, you kind of have to read them from front to back to follow the trains of thoughts. Cause of course they build and Stephen does that, but you can also jump around in it, which I really like. <laughs> is that a good method for most people because you know as I said I'm not a book reader but it, it, you just find your way and what works for you that's what how it works for me and it, it was it has always been very frustrating to me to be forced to go in a linear line because I just don't learn that way yeah and and so left you know to by myself I'll get what I need. I'll jump around and they'll be like, okay, wait, wait. And I love a good, when people do um, uh, chapter uh, reviews, mm, so I'll go yes. directly to the chapter review and go, ah, okay, that's the big picture that what they're doing, what they're looking at. And then when I read through it, I see it through their, what they're doing with through their map, but I also see my own. Mm -hmm. And so I really like that. Um, so it depends on the, it depends on the person. I don't, yeah, I've talked to a lot of people that do do it that way, but a lot, most of the people don't, you know, and um, that's okay too. It's all okay. It's like my wife is like you. She doesn't really read. And so, but everything she's now, <laughs> this part, she's gotten to the point where I'll say, oh, that was a really good book. You have to put it on the audible. And so she's right now listening to Sapiens, which is the best thing Um and and to to be able to have conversations with her because she's kind of, you know kind of an engineer, uh, well, she is an engineer, but 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 um, she's doing something different right now. But usually she wouldn't be reading something like that or consuming it. And, and I'm just delighted because her viewpoint of it is is so different, and I love her perspective on things. And so the fact that she was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna Tim Ferriss was because she was reading a Tim Ferriss thing about. Um, the uh, the um, tribe of mentors. I was like, "What? You're reading that now? We're reading because she calls it reading, but she's listening to it." And I was like, "Oh, yay!" And, then, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah." And then I just got this other one, downloaded another one, and it's Sapiens. <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Oh, this is just the greatest thing ever." Because I never would have thought she would have been interested in something like that. So bit by bit, you're encouraging people to read these different books in different ways. <laughs> Yes, yeah. My evil plan is working. <laughs> Glad to have you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this, it's it is it's the ripple effect, you know. And again, it's like here the the chance to do this and 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 recommend and talk about you know these amazing concepts, which I can jump right in because the one thing that really I was just like, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Um, the like where to start with my little notes here um like he he has this one line and he said the lim the limits of my language are the limits of my world <gasps> oh my god i know right and wow. languaging is everything to me you know as a wordsmith and somebody who's who's you know with a behavioral science i mean language and how we speak to ourselves how we were spoken to as children the messages that we got from our families and our educational systems and our you know country culture and then you know the the global culture it's like what what a message is not just verbal but also um the like body yeah. language as well like putting your arm on your child your child's shoulder would signal don't do that and it's like, well, that's where the impossible would come in, right? The art of impossible, these little signals and messages create the beliefs that things are impossible, but that's not true. 
interesting viewpoint. I did not see it like that. The art of impossible, huh? Because I, I see that the the like the art of impossible is like the messages growing up are like you can't do that. That's not possible. And for me, that's a motivational phrase. Um, very much so. Because if somebody's like, oh, that's not possible. That can, and I just, I, just, whoosh, I can feel it. That's an, in- <laughs> yeah, kind of, but not in a, not in a thing. I was like, oh, I can do that. I can, oh, no, that's possible. And, and, a, and it's funny because I don't, I won't be a hundred percent sure, but there's something in me that literally sees the possibility. And it's so fast that it's like, that's possible. I don't know. I I can't, you know, and I'll be, I'll instantly want to play with thinking about the steps of how I know that that's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, at least we can edge into it. I know we can start it for sure. We can start it. I don't know. Um, and then, 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 the, then the other one, um, I should have done this color coded when I was taking notes. The, okay. This one, the bigger, the dream, the less visible, the path. Oh, I know. Yes, <laughs> I knew you were so going to love it. Big dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't need to know all the paths right now. You just need to get started. Yeah, but you and I are very similar in that, okay? Yes. Yeah. And then, so I was like, going, oh, my God, she's going to love this. Oh, my God, she's going to love this. So, of course, I was taking some notes that I would get the reaction that I got. Like, <laughs> that makes, it makes me very happy. <laughs> it's that thing, like, friends of mine, um, this guy who was uh, this fabulous and just and and, and uh, very successful drag queen in Washington DC and he used to just say this thing and I've, I've adopted it it's not as funny as when I say it is when he says it but he would say I've been in your purse I know where you live <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> I know what you think and I know what you you know yeah. I was like, oh I love that <laughs> I actually came up with a new phrase recently because I, I talk about life like driving and there's uh-huh. paths and things and uh-huh. I was like I'm a coach so how can I describe myself as a coach with uh, weaving it into life's like driving and I came up with I'm like a lamppost I light up the path of possibilities oh that's nice nice yeah. nice 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 so nice. you don't need to see the paths <laughs> when you've got a big dream you know you just need to have um uh, the curiosity, the uh, passion, purpose, autonomy, mastering goals. Do you recognize any of those phrases from the book? <laughs> it's the method that he yeah. encourages. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's so... Um... I went off on two two thoughts. Uh, <laughs> there are so many, um, I guess, lines from the book that, can, that that are standalone. That, but that at the same time, it's like I run across one. I'm like, oh my god, that is so connected to um, not just everything that I'm doing and kind of like my vision, but it's also what I see right now in the world globally and it's again because of the pandemic this the opportunity um that has popped open because of that and people's awareness globally that it's 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 very relevant for what like human beings are are going through right now and we're in this just amazing space that a lot of the things that I'm reading in this book that if I look at it, and he published it, when did he publish this one? 2021. So it's very current. And he, ta- he of course, he's been talking about this stuff. And when you watch anything that he has on you know, any of the talks that he does or on YouTube or any of the podcasts that are from earlier, you can tell that then he condensed it in the book. Um, and, and so, but it's still new in the blink of an eye of time it's 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 very very current and new so he sort of has his finger on the pulse of our kind of evolutionary thinking processes and learning and growing uh processes right now um and and is able to put it into words so i almost feel like oh i can be lazy it's like oh i don't have to write my book because he's already done it and (laughs) but i can always i can also i like it because i can lean on his research and i don't have to do the research i could say because I mean, I would never be able to do the kind of research that like he and Tim Ferriss do. And he does a lot of quoting of Tim Ferriss in this book. Um, but it's like, now I could say, 
yeah, well, Stephen Kotler said, Stephen Kotler yeah. did the research of, Reference and, and I know it's thorough. Yeah. Yeah. So then that gives me the luxury, I would say, to then build my things on that, you know, yeah. so I don't have to do that. And because they're brilliant, they're brilliant, what he does in the neuroscience stuff. And um, so I want to go back, I want to jump back into this. He's, he, his thing is the, the flow state. Um, and people ask me, you know, can you, you know, cause he has a, a recipe flow state recipe thing. And I said, well, you know, can we, can you, can you help me figure out a recipe for myself? And I said, okay. Um, you know, how self-aware are you? You know, it's like, cause there's a starting point cause you can't just jump in and do the flow state, you know? So like how easy is it for somebody to get into flow state? Um, some people do it, um, with, uh, meditation. Um, but sometimes that's all that's takes time. It takes longer. Um, but the easier thing way to access it is to probably think about where we lose ourselves in, in like a task, like either in a sport or in something creative and like where we, where we lose ourselves, lose track of time basically is the biggest clue of that. Um, and I could say to people, and I've been experiencing Experimenting with that and saying, what brings you joy? And so then people are like, uh, so they have a hard time answering that question. And so then I'll say, okay, where do you lose time? Yeah. And so trying to help people figure out how to get to a flow state. What does it even feel like? So this is the first step is noticing what a flow state feels like for you, for each particular person. Because it feels on, on one hand, it's very consistent. Um, but at the same time, the awareness of it is the first thing. Um, and so the, um, the flow state awareness begins with self-awareness, you know, so there's no magic pill to it. The, that's the bad news. <laughs> and the, the good news is though, is it's totally doable, totally learnable. And it's like a muscle. And so I have a hard time describing it because I've always felt it. And so it's like, oh, wow, I have to, how to back up and then describe something that is just innate is, is, has been a challenge for me. Um, so if something is new, it's easier to describe it kind of, cause you're, you're more aware of it. Um, but the, the self-awareness, it's like, what is when we lose track of time, generally it's in something that we enjoy so much. Um, because you don't really achieve flow state when you're, you know, <laughs> in agony in a task. <laughs> That's not really flow state. It can be focus, but it's not flow state, you know. So then it's like how to help people access that or recognize it is kind of the first step. So there's a lot of questions around that that I that I try and ease into is it where curiosity lies so like where you're applying yourself to explore things and it could be you know a range of different things you could be uh curious about dung beetles for example you know I met a lady who was and I that just blew my mind I was like wow there's someone out there that loves that and we need them uh for they are cool um, yeah, they're very cool. For me, not for me, no. But for someone else, yes. <laughs> I'll be curious about something else. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the whole um, applying yourself into something where, like you said, lose lose time. You're just fascinated with this thing, and you're right. um, um, diving into those interests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is how kids are, and so it's like if you you know if you can go back and go, okay, what did we do as kids where we lost ourselves and people would say you know come and eat and it's time to eat or whatever and you're like yeah 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 I'll come in a minute um and some people um have a very easy memory can call up memories of that and other people don't and so then I have to ask a number of questions around that some people say yeah it was playing video games and I'm like okay what was the aspects of that so then you dig deeper and you ask what were the aspects of playing the video games that were particularly enjoyable you know and that, that, you know, you just, you, you would just get really into it. So it's asking more, you know, deeper and deeper questions about the thing. And so then some people say it's like sometimes getting to the next level, maybe it's a skill set, maybe it's a physical thing, maybe it's a visual thing. Um, 
it depends on what they answer. And so then I say, okay, what do you do in your life now that has those components in it? So this is how you start to figure out the awareness of what you're doing in your life now that is similar to that, to that. And, and, uh, you know, largely there's a, there's a huge amount of creativity in it and curiosity for sure. So there's a, there's the, um, yeah, cause there's a, that, so this starts to be your recipe, but you have to pay attention and kind of think of like, okay, what are the percentages of that? What are the percentages of that? So once you've opened the door of the curiosity and awareness of these states, then it's like, then you, you kind of notice more. So it's in the noticing and it's not a one-off, you know, this is a, this is a, from now, if you're starting now, you know, whoever's listening, you're starting off now and you're going to do this till the end of your life. And you just, you just pick up more and more awareness of it. And the more aware of it that you are, the quicker you can create the state where you can get into the flow state. And, you know, some people say, well, I need to get into a flow state to do my job. And it's like, mm, <laughs> do you? And <laughs> now components of it, yes. Now, in the most optimal way, which is what I've done kind of accidentally, you know, before I ever heard of Stephen Kotler, and I was just like, oh, thank God, I've accidentally done this. Look at this. Look happy. Look at this. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> is that I have accidentally created my life where I, ha I can have maximum flow state with what I'm doing. And That's so exactly same. I feel like I'm in a great flow state, but it's. It's like I just knew that recipe and I followed it unconsciously. And then exactly. I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like, that's what I had done. Because some people would say to me, maybe the same to you. It's like, how did you get to this way of being? You know, you've got this, like, amazing energy that, that you know, radiates you. Like, what did you do? And it's like, well, I don't know. I just lived life. But actually, there was a step that you followed to get there. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I say accidentally you know, purposely, it's, it's, it's sometimes it feels so accidentally. Um, but I was actually consciously doing it. I was making the choices of it and following the, the, the joy percentages. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that it's like, you know, and of course, being in, in art and doing, you know, creating art and creating things and, or writing, or, and I get immense pleasure and joy out of having kind of free range conversations and where I can free think. And then, then, you know, ideas come out of that. And, and so that's an incredible, cause I don't know where I'm going in a conversation with, with a particular partner, you know? And I, cause I said, I said to you before, it's like, you're a great dance partner in terms of, <laughs> you know, thinking and, and talking and, and coming up with concepts and things. So it's a quite, uh, yeah, love it. Probably uh, helps that I I follow you and I've been um, in the same position like where where we've got to, but there's not um, that I think that's somewhat like a privilege. Maybe it's a privilege. I'm not sure. Here we go back to language uh, that we we are hit where we are. Some people are really stuck and lost and they just see no way out. But this book is going to be really helpful to find that way out. Follow the path um, and the concepts. And if, well, the thing is the awareness because he talks about awareness of it and if some people might be frustrated by it because they want they want a quick fix ah, yes. so my advice is like stick with it because it's rich all the answers are in there but it's in the first half he's kind of like you know kind of talking about some of these concepts or whatever and it, it just starts to take off in the second half and that's where like all these you know i got these great um quotes um and then you there's um for example, in like ancient cultures, you know, people started going, you know, what the hell is creativity? Because he has that, I think it's a chat the name of a, 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 I don't know if it's a title of a chapter or whatever, but anyway, he has it in a pretty big print. And I was just like, yeah, what is creativity? But in like ancient cultures, there wasn't a word for it. They thought of it as discovery, mm -hmm. which I just love. And then another, then another iteration of that, they thought of it as a kindling of ideas but they thought of it as discovery because it was like in ancient times, they didn't know where it came from. And they thought the creativity or whatever that thing was, the ideas came from the gods and humans just discovered it. <laughs> you know, they were, they were, they were delivered to humans from the, 
the you know the the different gods and is this um and i was like oh that's so cool uh but it's the kindling of ideas and then it's like in the early the late 1800s early 1900s this french polymath guy um henri poincaré he was looking at it as like the four stages of the creativity which is preparation incubation illumination and then verification and so it's like, okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see that, you know, because it's like in preparation, it's like I have to have my stuff organized. I can't, I can't be get in a creative state if I walk in and every in my like my my workshop desk or any desk is is in chaos. It has to be. There has to be a certain organization to it so that my mind won't be distracted, you know. And even outside, if I'm creating stuff, and as a little kid, when I was like making little like houses for the fairies and the little forest animals, <laughs> which I was sure that they used when I wasn't around. And, <laughs> but I was like lost in it, you know? So, you know, at one point I thought I was going to go into the realm of architecture because of that. Cause I'm really into, which is interesting because I'm very into creating spaces and ambiance now. So it's stuff that's actually intangible that I'm it, where I've like kind of ended up then I'm like, oh my God, I'm an accidental expert on this. It's like, how did I end up here? This It blows my mind sometimes. So it's kind of the same, but different. So I'm still creating the spaces, but it's more the intangible stuff for people where people feel safe and welcome. And it's the, the flow state enhance creativity. Absolutely. Well, that's, you can't separate them. Oh. It's part of the recipe. Wow. So the thing is, is to create a situation where you feel the most creative. Um, for example, the... Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Um, like this other guy, because it kind of it evolved, like what is creativity? And this other guy, like the old model was reading, writing, and arithmetic. The newer model, it's like four C's, creativity, critical thinking, collaboration, and cooperation, which is kind of like definitely where we're at right now. And so anybody who's thinking of creativity and if they live in that and if they're able to collaborate and cooperate, it, you know, you just you have it all. What you're talking about, like people who design things and with people, this is the future. You know, this is the future of learning, and but we're in it right now. We're in the future right now. But the the people who are able, I know I'm jumping around, <laughs> but it's there's enough studies that have been done by like IBM and Adobe where they said, you know, is creativity important for you know society and this and that? And they've done all these studies, they've spent a ton of money on it and time, and it's like, oh yes, hell yes, absolutely. And so they've come up with this final thing. They boil it down. It's like, if your interest is high achievement, then creativity matters. And that's where you start. Everything starts in creativity, which is, I mean, I think it's obvious, but, but it's like, you know, for a number while reading, writing and arithmetic has been in our um, educational system since the industrial age. And that's what they were pushing, pushing, driving, driving. Everything is based on test and rote memorization it's like creativity was removed now it's coming back and it has been coming back but we're just we've seen the tip of the iceberg the future is going to be really interesting because the creativity is being built back into it so more people will and now with like with Stephen Kotler speaking about the flow state and it's like no 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 creativity is everything and it's one of the main ingredients of the flow state but it's like people have to be given permission again. I love that word, permission. But yeah, because people think, oh, they think of it as play and unnecessary. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is your right. Because as kids, they say, oh, stop playing around. Playtime is over. Now you have to be an adult. And they just killed it, you know, and squashed it. And, and, and so people have believed for a number of generations that it was no longer important. And I find that so sad. And, and, but it's the, you know, we're humans are creative beings. 
So it's now, it's almost like we're coming full circle. We're coming back around to how we were. Well, where there's an imbalance, we'll reset it. So if we we get nature, you know, (laughs) nature will reset it, you know, so it's, but to actively choose it at this point is still an act of rebellion, you know, to choose the creativity. Now, here's the interesting part with the bandwidth, the overload of bandwidth, you, 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 it's, you, 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 I mean, us in general, we have, it's almost impossible to really tap in to the ultimate flow state and creativity if we do not make space for it. And so this is why they say, oh, qu- a lot of people say the quickest way to it is to meditate. Yes, that's one way, but there's a lot of people who really the meditation doesn't work for them. It doesn't work for everybody. And so it's like, okay, but how can we teach people, which is kind of what he talks about, how, how do you make space for yourself to invite the creativity? Because the creativity and awareness, that's step one. And if you don't invite that in and open the door, you you can't access flow state when you want, because you don't know what gets you into that. So how would you know? You know, and it's like, and nobody can tell you what your recipe is. Somebody else's recipe, it might work kind of for you, but not specifically for you. And so, you know, to be able to access it on command takes a higher level. But now you hear, I know that you know this, that, it, that, it, that there now there's more and more talk about EQ, emotional intelligence. So the higher, the highest creatives tend to have the highest levels of EQ. I didn't know that. And well, there's, there's research have been done on it, but there's an explosion of research being done on it. So it's nowhere near like not even near finished, <laughs> but the neuroscience stuff, like he, this is kind of what Stephen works on with some of these other people. And now people are starting to talk about using, um, um, uh, uh, micro, like micro dosing hallucinogenics to maybe cheat the system a little bit. And, and yeah, definitely that. all that stuff is like so fascinating. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> I tend to agree. Um, it's a way to, it's not for everybody. Um, there's a, there's a way of getting to where you want it to be. Right. But you can also, I mean, for some people, especially depending on what your, the, the difficulty of, of encoding that you had in childhood or in your, you know, from your family or educational system, sometimes it's just brutal. Um, and, and so you have to relearn how to give yourself permission and the fact that, the limits are actually an illusion on that, on yourself. And so sometimes it takes some really active work, you know, therapeutic or otherwise. And some of the, 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 um, 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 hallucinogenic therapies can one or two or, you know, sessions can really help with that by removing the barriers, self-constrained barriers, because it's an illusion. But it's hard to to understand that if you're if you're so caught up in it and entrapped, yeah, you know, and different er- levels of trauma really can lock that in and make it very very difficult um, to to untangle the thing to to re- achieve your true state, if you will, your that go back to the pure childlike curiosity, um, pure curious creative self, you know. And, uh, there is the one, the one quote, I just, I was like, oh my God, that's so fantastic. Um, is he going to put these in here? I'm like, I, I know, ah, yes. <laughs> and, and I totally understood it when I read it. I was just like, yes. So I'm going to put it on my wall. Cause I, I love it. Um, uh, so there's this quote by Salvador Dali and he says, I don't do drugs. I am drugs. <laughs> now. Yeah. That's like a level of vibrations right there. I understand that in my bones. I understand this. And it's like when I, um, and and I I can give you a a current example, is that when I talk to people either in person or online, and I can do, and, and it works with groups, 
And if I'm in a flow state of thinking or whatever, my energy is just, you know. Yeah, it vibrates. It like passes on to the next oh, Yeah, 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 yeah. And I notice, and I can see it. It's, it's, it's almost tangible. I can see people getting high off of me. Yeah. And so the, when I read it, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. You know, so people who have access, r- pure access to their creativity and, and who have an easier access to flow state, they are like drugs. And so I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> but then right would there. it be wise to spend time with people who are like these drugs? So that, because you said, you mentioned one of the C's was collaboration. So mm-hmm. you're going to need to be around people exactly. that provide you like a variety of things. Some people just need to give you the logic and they're very, very helpful. And others, it's just right. like that energy, that like um, electrifying buzz that you get from them, the flow states. So then you right. can... Uh, advance in your, your exactly uh, it's like that 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 you know quote that you know forget who said it um we have google everybody look it up and uh, <laughs> the thing of um we are the average of the five people we spend the most time around yes. and i actively you, you said that i don't know i don't know i'll look you continue I've, I've, I always, I've, I've forgotten more shit than I can, <laughs> stuff that I've learned. I was like, nah, yeah, I don't have room for that. Um, and, uh, but this, so yeah, I'm very aware of that and have been for a really long time before even I was aware of that quote. And so the thing was, is, is, is consciously choosing the people in our orbits that either provoke us or I don't want to say push us because pe- people will, can can take that to an extreme. Um, and some things I want to be nudged and pushed on, but most of the time it's just encouragement. Encouragement, you know, and to, to, to be, put your, put people around you that can, that you, where you feel seen is is the simplest way of saying it in in whatever form you're in at that moment you know of whatever evolutionary growth phase that you're in it's super helpful to have people around you and choose people around you that are maybe you know a little bit or a lot outside of your you know, it's a kind of like not saying where you want to go and be like them but that somebody that will listen to you and go ah oh, and then maybe ask good questions and that the title so, is this like the you know it says impossible is how it's written but actually if you break it down i'm possible like someone sees you right and then you feel like i am possible i can do this someone right. sees me someone believes in me and right. inspire me encourage me to just take the leap right Right. And also, see, I see because I'm, I'm very like make space for yourself um, and very, very, um, you know, I would say an, uh, a chill out evangelist <laughs> because I know, I know <laughs> that that is the path to the creativity and the crazy ideas and the, and the, just the amazingness is you can't possibly do that, you know, on like n- never ending sprint. Um, there are, sure, I have a- areas of sprint and, um, and I like it, but that is not my default. That is very unwise to set sprint as your default because that then you're cutting yourself off from doing, making amazing jumps in, you know, with the creativity, using creativity to make the amazing jumps, I would say. Um, strategically. So if you strategically plan in, and I don't mean work like a, you know, work like a dog and then take two weeks off and crash and burn on a vacation. That's not what I'm talking about. It's the built into daily life. Cause people say, well, when do you take time? Somebody actually asked me that this morning, one of the two people that are here that I'm um, the founders that I'm coaching and uh, yeah, but when do you take time? And I'm like, all the time. <laughs> I build it into my day. If I feel, cause I, I'm, this is the, the self-awareness thing that he's talking about. And when he's talking about it, I'm like, okay, I know, I know what he's talking about because I do that. Not maybe necessarily how he does it, but I recognize it and I'll feel 
I'm constantly aware of my energy level at any given time. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't, I have to finish this thing. But as soon as I finish this thing and I'll look at my calendar, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cancel that meeting and that meeting, you know, and I'm either going to sleep or I'm going to go like, go for a two hour walk, you know, and either just like that, or, or I'll go for a two hour walk and listen to a story podcast, you know, and, uh, something, cause I know what recharges me and it's either you know, I'll listen to something where I'll, it's a, what I call light learning, or I'll listen to something that's deeper learning or just storytelling. And so, but to be aware of what you need to recharge, not just physically your battery, but your mental battery as well. What, you know, cause sometimes you're just like, I'm, I'm tapped out. And so more learning no, <laughs> because people say, oh, listen to a podcast. It's like, no, you're put, you're still putting more in. Yeah, overstimulated by more information. Yes. Right, right, right. So, and, yes. and I'm famous for saying, take a fucking nap. <laughs> Just take a nap, you know? And, and it's like, I also encourage it too. More yeah. with coffee. I find a coffee shot, nap. Oh, a, a, nap a nap espresso. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I did not invent it. <laughs> yeah, but it and that works. That really, really works. You like do a shot of espresso and then lay down for 10 or 15 minutes. And then we wake up and it's just like, it's like you slept for like an hour. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, it works really well. But a lot of people say, I don't nap. I can't nap. But I'm like, is that true? Is that what you're telling yourself? Are you giving yourself permission? This is the yeah. thing. This is the thing that some people do have sleep issues. I do, you know, I do recognize that because I know a lot of people who really struggle with that. Um, so I'm super lucky. Um, but in my family, again, it's like, how did you grow up? In my family, they were all like Olympic level nappers. And, you know, so it was not shameful. And yeah. the people who generally have trouble sleeping, there's, a, there's a anxiety issues in there woven into their childhood um, where it wasn't safe and or they were made to feel shamed by resting mm -hmm. like i have friends who were like their family it's like a military family and it's like no you do 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 go 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 and there was never any <laughs> downtime you know and that screws somebody up as an adult because that's what you think you should do you know and uh like so I, my uh, my wife's was kind of like that. She's better now, <laughs> but <laughs> she's a very tasky animal, but she's normally a very tasky animal. Um, and, but growing up, if you're hardwired as a tasky animal and you grow up in a family like that, Ooh, it's very hard to reduce, reverse that because it anchors, it really anchors the behavior. Um, and in her family there, it was like reading was considered, um, being lazy. I was like, what? I was like, oh, <laughs> I would have been a very rebellious child if I had grown up in your family. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah, that, I, that, to me, I can't, I can't even comprehend that. Because um, doing nothing was required in, with my, in my, growing up with my mother. She was like, you, we had to hang out in what she called the big nothing. And so it was like to think. So thinking time, thinking place. Yeah, thinking time was was encouraged and celebrated in my family. So that's how I grew up. Oh, that's that's lovely. why I was saying, oh my god! In right now, I'm like, holy shit! I'm an accidental expert because I don't know anything different. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So I feel very, very fortunate. I'm like a lot of times I'm overwhelmed with gratitude about that point. I could, I, I, I get, I feel very emotional about it. But this is the beauty of the world is that we've all got our experiences and it will teach us something. And right. if that's our area of genius, then get into that flow state. That's your gift to the world. There's always good and bad in everything. And so it's just what you've got, use it, use it to your advantage. It's Absolutely. Not a bad thing. And I feel like kind of like um, at the age that I am now, it's like, oh my gosh, this stuff for me is like, I want to say before it was everything that I did and how I did it, it was perceived as being 
lazy or strange or whatever, and then paired with the neurodivergence. Ooh, and this, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to jump back in here. This, the, the, the early guys of, of, of the creativity and figuring out what the hell is creativity. And after the Henri uh, Poincaré in the, in the early 1900s, then there was another guy, which I, I didn't bother to <laughs> write his name down. There was another one where they came onto the thing of the, that creativity came out of um, like divergent thinking. And I was like, wait, divergent thinking, like neurodivergent, neurodivergent. And he said they were, they have four characteristics, which is fluency, flexibility, originality and elaboration and as so i was thinking oh wow that's interesting because fluency is means a lot of ideas flexibility is multiple angles of seeing it and then originality is novel ideas and then the elaboration is the ability to organize and execute the ideas now as somebody who's a diver- neurodivergent and dyslexia and ADD and a number of other things. But the elaboration is where I need have, I collaborate because just heart being hardwired, that one is, can be because of, of my focus issues. <laughs> that one's hard to stay on focus for me. And so I've gotten really good at picking partners and collaborators. So that the the first three is where I really shine. And then that one is the, so that, but that takes a while. And if you don't have anybody to talk, who teaches this stuff? Right? Right now. <laughs> I know, I know. And this is what makes it exciting is because I can share this, but it's then I can like, again, he has in here, the, the last one on there, the, um, I'll read a thing on it. This was in the, this guy, uh, Guilford, uh, a psychologist, J.P. Guilford. The first one about the preparation incubation and this thing is like, nah, the, the French guy is like, mm, is it, is it, does it stand the test of time? And they're still not so sure. So the jury's out on that one. They're not so quite sure about that one. But the divergent thinking characteristics, they said this one has stand, stood the test of time. And so this is interesting, the ones that are, that are withstand the test of time, but it's like a science experiment. People are coming up with things now. I'm coming up with things now. Is it going to be so, you know, in <laughs> 10, 20, 30 years? We'll see. But the, they came up with the, um, he was the, this guy Guilford, um, they helped pioneer the field of intelligence testing the IQ. And along the way, he noticed that certain people, creatives, tended to score lower on the IQ test, not because they couldn't solve the problems, but rather their approach to it came in multiple, from multiple directions. And unfortunately, within the, the structure of um, industrialized, you know, testing in school and yada, yada, it got locked in on, this is the way we do it. This is what we're looking for. And it's like, ah, so his, what he found out was co- like almost completely forgotten along the journey, which is now resurfacing, which is what people are noticing. Um, and he said, uh, he turned, uh, coined the term for the process of divergent thinking. And it's an anti-systematic approach to problem solving. It's open-ended, um, definitely not logical. And that was the issue. That was the problem because it could, it wasn't, you know, trackable. And so people said, well, then it's not valuable in the industrial age really unlocks a lot like we've talked now for almost like 45 minutes and we still haven't got to the like (laughs) like the summary of it there's just so many different parts and it sounds like everyone just must read it so if everyone read the book what would our future look like it would put people on the path of of the awareness of their own awareness and not only would it help them with their own because it would lower anxiety i mean that's one thing there's so many things that would happen if if everybody read this but then you'd be aware of other people so then we would have kind of an empathetic not a reaction but kind of a uh um synergy maybe but you would you know you wouldn't be too well maybe we wouldn't hard to say because we're everything is so polarized right now but it would help 
in the journey of being less polarized and judgmental. Oh, yes. I like that word. Sending you Yeah. <laughs> because if we're, I mean, it all starts in self-awareness, but because you can't, you know, once you're aware of yourself and what you're doing, you're not focused on what and judgmental of what other people are doing. Now it's things are out of balance as they are, but it's like the, the awareness of like, okay, what can we do? Can, you know, and, and, uh, you know, stop being so critical of ourselves because it all starts at home. Huh? So if we, if we lower the self-critic and self-judgment, we will be less critical and less judgmental of other people. You know, and if, if, if we can give ourselves more joy through the thing of creativity and self-awareness, it's the ripple effect is, I mean, God, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. But the, the, <laughs> you know, that's where it starts. So I know I was coming into this going, you know, what's the flow state recipe? And I'm like, you can't talk about that and you can't rush it. And so I'm like, I'm forcing everybody. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're welcome. But you, you can't rush it. And, and so it's like, I sort of feel like I'm here to sort of help everybody. I was going to say force is the word I was, was going to come out of my mouth, but no, help everybody downshift a bit, slow down, Enjoy take time. a fucking nap. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know kind of reflect take the time get make the time for self-reflection and look at you know look at stuff definitely listen to or read books this book or books like this that it's like but this book in particular it really takes off in the second half um because it's like where we are as society right now it's just like go 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 do 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 you know and it's like it's it's coming back to the thing of being and i know this starts starts to sound very you know esoteric in california ooh, wow but again we're coming we're coming full circle we're we're kind of breaking out of the this this narrow construct of industrialized education and awareness and so the, the most important thing about this is to understand what we need uniquely, but we are similar. So it's not, you know, we're not these like special little snowflakes and that, that it's, it's, it's all the same, but it's like connected with joy and curiosity.